following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. We are almost there. We are eight days as of the release of this recording from the NFL Draft, from our time to shine. I am your Fantasy Beast co-host, Kyle Rennie. Joined as always by Mr. Gary Hull. Gary, how's it going today? It's going great. Uh, We're getting there. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) Yeah, the car ran real well. Um, No, guys, we're finally getting to it. We have two more draft episodes to go. Our final mock draft next week. Um, and then it's really go time. The draft is here. We've got some friends in store. Uh, this episode we will be speaking with Gary's former roommate, uh, former college wide receiver, Jamin Evans. Yeah, a real good friend of mine. He's a real nice kid. Smart football guy. And it's awesome to have him on again. I'm excited, man. I love Jamin. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to touch on some NFL news from around the league this weekend. Uh, Marshawn Lynch says Tom Brady called about meeting up in Tampa Bay last year for the for the Super Bowl run. Really, I don't know if Tampa Bay turned off the salary cap and they're playing Madden. I don't know how they can get everybody out there. He'll just play for Skittles. I, I know that, and so will... <laughs> So will Isaiah McKenzie, but that doesn't mean that that they can get realistically all these players in on the same deal. I don't know. They're, they're making it happen, though. Well, I don't think it's for this year. I think it was more for last year, and I think that is dead in the water, as is. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are being reported that they are indeed targeting wide receiver Jamar Chase. You and I have kind of figured that for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Looks like that might be the trend in Cincinnati, we figured so. it would be Chase or Suell. So, it's, I don't, I don't think they go in the direction of Pitts. I think, um, if anything, if for a sexy pick, it's going to be Chase. Yeah, and we know that that's uh, there's there's prior chemistry there. The speaking of chemistry, the Jets and head coach Robert Salah have left the door open already. Uh, they they've let Richard Sherman know, hey, we're willing to bring you if you want to sign. Yeah, it would be a good signing for the Jets. He's an older guy, um, add a little bit of experience to that Jets defense. But um, if Sherman wants to win, he's probably going to go to a team that's in competing, like now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see why, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't see why he would go. Oh, you know, the Jets are probably in a good shape. Like I get he'd have familiarity, but they're not. Really, um, they're not the closest to contend. Uh, news out of the Bay, San Francisco is reportedly having more and more interest in quarterback Trey Lance. Yeah, I was reading an article today. Actually, quite a few um, news kind of rumors here. Um, it's going to be Lance or Mac Jones. Um, they're not really tipping their hand either way. Um, 
But from what I understand, Fields is out for the number three pick. Um, it's going to be neck and neck, I think, to the very last minute on who they who they choose at quarterback. Well, I hate it. Um, yeah. We already talked about the team once. The Cincinnati Bengals also have revi- or have unveiled new uniforms today. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the whites. Um, the orange is kind of sharp too. Um, but yeah, I definitely. If I'm gonna get one of those jerseys, I'm grabbing one that slick, all white. I they they're very sharp. Uh, something we've been speculating on for a little while now. The Baltimore Ravens, with the drama of Orlando Brown Jr., are bringing in former Steelers left tackle Alejandro Villanueva. Um, nothing imminent there, but could be a stopgap for the time being. Uh, at least ensuring that they have protection for Lamar. Yeah. Um. Nice veteran presence there. Has some experience. Um, I know Steelers fans weren't a big fan of him, I guess, this year. He wasn't as good. But a good signing, I think, for Baltimore, considering they have nobody. Pittsburgh has lost player after player <laughs> with age. So I think at this point they take him back in a heartbeat. But Steelers fans are tough nuts crack. So uh, Alex Smith, the comeback kid, is calling it quits. Retiring. He will not be returning to the league, although he did have an option on the field to play for Jacksonville. That's interesting. Yeah, Urban Meyer actually had offered him a job, and he was weighing the decision to go be a backup or to retire. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll wait till like training camp comes or like. Uh, he seemed like he was pretty adamant today during during his release and everything that he he's done done. And after everything with the leg, I I could see it being it. Unfortunately, leg injuries are a killer. Especially with this next player, uh, the Washington football team also moving on, waving running back Bryce Love, uh, a kid who has immense talent. Unfortunately, starting to look more like a Marcus Lattimore type situation. Mm-hmm. A kid who had a phenomenal college career and a torn ACL is going to be what takes him out of being a, a very good pro. Maybe he gets a, a chance somewhere else. And- I hope so. He was just released today on waivers. There's a lot of teams in the league that have a chance to pick him up. Yeah, right. I mean. And there are some teams out there who are like, hey, uh, we need to draft a running back, so maybe we take a swing on Bryce Love and see what he can do and not draft a running back this year. Bryce Love was a former second-round pick. He had all the talent in the world. I know he underwent another knee surgery, and that's never a great thing, but I think the the talent's still there and the ability to run should be with him as well. Uh, Speaking of running backs, the 49ers are bringing in former Giants and Clemson product Wayne Gullman for a visit. Uh, Probably not something that usually would tip any needles to make anybody excited. However, the Niners have lost McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, and I believe one more running back in the offseason. They're going in with Jermichael Hasty, Jeff Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. So they're going to probably look to, unless they're comfortable, comfortable with Hasty as the number two or number three, that's a team that likes to run that three-headed back. So intrigue on Wayne Goldman this year. Yeah, and if he doesn't sign there, I've seen a lot of mocks with um, the Niners taking a running back in, like, the fourth or fifth. Yeah. It's uh, it's very potential. And finally, something that I alluded to, I believe I actually talked about this uh, last week with with Ferris and Damian. Miami's fielding calls about trading down again. Yeah, interesting, because considering they traded up to get to six, but... Uh, I just think it's one of those things. Could you imagine how good that team is if they realistically turn... Left tackle Laramie Tunsil into six first round picks. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and 
they'd probably get they might get a pick this year and they'll probably get more picks you would, next year. You would think that they'd get at least one this year and probably one next year. If I had to guess, it's Denver. Denver has said that they're not in discussion to move up. However, they said they were in discussion to move up to four. So, nine might make sense. Yeah. Um, and I can... I mean, we talked about it before. Um, Washington and um, Chicago have not been quiet about trying to go... I've heard find, Washington is a front-runner who could jump up to four. Yeah. Um, they, they've been pretty loud about wanting to bolster their quarterback room, and they just haven't been able to pull the trigger on any deals yet or sign any big names. Um, but I can see both of those teams being teams that end up coming up that far, either on draft night or soon. Yeah, um, but until next, uh, until this upcoming Friday with our episode with my buddy Brandon, we are going to caught the news for now, and we're going to take it away to this beginning of our episode with our good friend Jamin. All right, guys, welcome back to part two of our episode. We are joined now live by our friend, Jamin Evans. Jamin, how are you doing today? Good, guys. How about you? Not too bad, man. We're, we're doing good. It's uh, it's It's been a long road, and we're, we're happy the draft's finally here. Gary, uh, take it, take the reins here. Explain how you met Jamin, and uh, let's get to know Jamin a little. Yeah, so uh, Jamin and I um, met through college. Uh, he was my college roommate. Uh, we went to college together. <clears throat> we both played some football. Um both got recruited to the same team um, very late in the recruiting process too. So um, it was kind of like uh, fate brought us together. So it was really cool. Um, we got a really good friendship that we grew through the four years that we went to um, college together. A couple of other roommates too. We still keep in touch with, but a uh, real great sure. guy. And uh, one of uh, my closest friends I would consider. Yes, sir. You want to tell him the story of how we, uh, how you found out we were roommates? <laughs> so, uh, Gary said, um, I came in real late to the recruiting process, um, and I didn't get to pick a roommate like everyone else. I didn't get to pick a roommate at all. And they sent me, I got a roommate signed automatically. They sent me my roommate in the, the, um, the mail and I look in the mail, right. It says, you know, here's your roommate, Gary Holt, uh, you know, look him up on Facebook, contact him, get in contact with him. So I go on Facebook and I didn't know you know, it was Gary Holt Jr. So I look up Gary Holt and I see his dad and I'm like, like, you know, I was like, come on, man. Ain't no way a grown man is going to be going to school. Like, there's no way. Like, he has the wife and kids. I was like, there's no way he's going to want to live on campus with me at all. And then I saw Gary in the um, friends. I said, okay, that's probably his son. And I saw he was playing football. And I sent him a friend request. And then we started shooting the breeze and stuff like that, talking stuff. And then Gary also left me a, a message on my machine, like, maybe like a day or two later. Yeah, they, uh, <clears throat> the only contact info they gave me yours was, like, your house phone number. So I was like, oh, exactly, exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got along right away. We clicked, and uh, it's been fate ever since. Sir, I've had the pleasure of being able to meet you, Ben. He's been up here. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. one of my favorite friends of yours. So always a good time to get you in on, Jamin. Who uh, who are your football teams? Because I believe you have two of them, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, I um, so I used to follow the Lions heavily when they had Calvin Johnson, and then he retired. Um. And the Lions are always going to be the Lions. They always do what Lions uh, – Lions fans are always used to, you know, heartbreak. So they always do their thing. Um, and I, I'm also – I'm not going to lie. Um, I, Gary took me to a Bills game. So the Bills that, – that, 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 was, that was a fun game. That was the, the Blizzard yeah. game against um, the Colts. 
in the snow. That was that yeah. blizzard game for any Bills fans who remember. His first Honestly, NFL thought... game was in a blizzard. He lost his hat. It was a catastrophe. I got stuck in yeah. the snow, and we drove yeah. back to Pittsburgh the same day. Yeah. I'm think- Thankfully, I bought two hats because the day before, I was looking for um, this hat for – I don't know how long. We were in Dick's Sporting Goods looking for this hat for hours. I couldn't find a decent hat. And then we get to the game and we're walking through the seats and the hat gets blown off my head. And I didn't even realize it because it was so windy. But th- thankfully, right before that, I bought another like a, I bought like a souvenir bills hat from the, the gift shop. Oh, yeah. I think it was one of, one of the favorite times at that bills game was uh, when they sing the national anthem, they shoot the fireworks off. And I pretended to scream and hit the deck and Jimin freaks out because he didn't know what was going on. And it was just like a funny. I had no idea what was going on. And then also there was um. There was like lightning. There was like a lightning storm going on yeah. in the middle of the blizzard, and I was like, "What type of weather do you have going on?" Like I've never seen that. But like, yeah, he's, from, he's I, from I the south, Virginia. so they don't have that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I live in Virginia, and we we shut down. We shut down school if it's too cold. Like you know what I mean? It, it's completely different. It's completely different atmosphere in, uh, in Buffalo. Man. Yeah, he's on the chicken wing train. I've oh yeah, chicken wing train. I, I got to make a trip back to Buffalo so I can get some wings, man. Mm-hmm. Please, hey, we, we can come on the show. Come on the show, and we'll show you. <laughs> I, I brought you to Duff's last time just because it's like what you do when you bring people to Buffalo, but there's so many better places that we could take you that you'll be like, wow. And the question is blue cheese or ranch. I am a blue cheese man. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't, um, I don't hate ranch, but uh, either way I'm good, but I, I do like blue cheese. I will eat ranch if it's not on chicken wings. Ranch yeah. on chicken wings is a last resort and you're out of anything else to dip in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a funny thing too, because um, we were at Dust. Gary, I remember um, Gary said, "Don't order ranch with the wings because they're gonna look at you funny." Yeah, and then we ordered the, we ordered the wings, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot to ask for blue cheese." And Gary was like, "Hey, you guys, don't, don't worry about it. It, it comes. It comes. It's, yeah, gonna come it's, it's gonna come with it." With it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jimin, uh, we same as we did last year. We actually, I got to have you on on the on the last show we were on. You were one of the first guests we had. It actually is what brought me and Gary to working together on the show. So that's actually a kind of cool story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done really any homework into this year's draft? You got any prospects you really like? Um, yeah. So I know um, as far as like uh, receivers go, there's a lot this draft. I've, I've, from the research I've done, this draft is pretty deep with receiver. There's a lot of good receivers. You know, you kind of, and receivers are kind of, you know, dime a dozen or you can, you can find diamonds in the rough here and there and you can find good receivers on in later rounds, but, there's some special dudes I know will probably go very, very early. Like, um, like I know Jamar Chase is going to go very early. He's probably he'll probably be the first to see the take. Yeah, we we actually just covered that on our news portion earlier. Uh, all fingers are now pointing that Cincinnati is going to abort the offensive line pick mm-hmm. and reunite mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase there at five. So, I mean, yeah, the is like there's they have such an early pick if they want to grab a lineman prospect in the second round or it, even trade back up in the first. It's not going to cost an arm and a leg. So that's that's where I think I'm comfortable with them being okay doing that. And he's going to do better than AJ Green did last year there. So, yeah, and they yeah. already got. I know they have um, that T Higgins there too. T Higgins, and Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Tyler, um, yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, there's some. It's a good receiving group, I think. Yeah. And they got uh, Auden Tate, too, is another one that goes under the radar. He's a, a he's sneaky a receiver who's a very good returner. But he, when he when he's given the ability to shine, he's kind of like Andre Roberts. He's not yeah. going to get a lot of, of shine, but when you yeah. give him his chance, he'll make that, that rare play for you. Definitely. Jimmy, who else you got out of, out of this? Uh, any other receivers you wanted to name? Um, So I got a, I got about maybe like about 
four of them. Like I know they're kind of like they're circulating top like top four or five. I know obviously Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, his teammate Jalen um, Waddle. Um, another receiver I know I, I like a lot. Um, and I've seen him kind of floating between like the top like five or ten is Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. He's pretty good. And I know another uh, receiver that's been floating around in the top five um, is uh, Rashad Bateman from um, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary and I had, we were discussing a mock we saw earlier with somebody calling Elijah Moore to the Bills, which I don't hate it. I'm always here for firepower. I'm just, Mm. it's just, I think the Bills, you have other needs at that point. Yeah. Especially because he's, He's gonna have to be an early pick. Yeah, he's gonna go early. He's he he's one of the quickest risers at receiver this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a couple late round guys that I really like out of receiver. I I, I think Tamori on Terry out of Florida State's gonna be a nice pick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still, I mean, I'm still super high on Jalen Darden, and he's starting to sneak mm-hmm. his way into like that ninety to hundred range mm-hmm. on big yeah, boards. Jim, if you haven't checked out his film, go check it out. It's really good. Yeah, he's Texas. He's super undersized. He's only five nine. But he wins with just blazing speed on separation, and it's something you mm-hmm. can't teach. We watched the first game, yeah, to Gary, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I get he's North Texas, and like, I think that game was against Mid Tennessee, and I'm like, okay, maybe that's just a fluke. Maybe Mid Tennessee's that booty cheeks. Um, <laughs> and then we went and found like an SMU game, which is somewhat of an increase, like team mm-hmm. play guys, and he just yeah. did the same same mm-hmm. stuff all over. Yeah, he's, he's open almost every play, and his numbers would have, would have been better with a quarterback there. He's uh mm-hmm. like, if he, once he catches the ball, he's always upfield. Like, yeah, he makes that like inside or outside move. Like he knows the receipt or the corner or the defenders on the inside. He'll cut outside, do that, and he's fast. It's not yeah. even yeah. like it's like um like a one move. He's caught it and he's already moved. Yeah, and his like awareness on the field is ridiculous. He he's the guy, and I know it's the most overused term nowadays. <clears throat> But that to me is the next Tariq Hill. Mm-hmm. Undersized, no name school, just one step balls in his hand. Good luck. And you know what's funny yeah. is he's also been climbing up draft boards yeah. and mocks too. The only reason Tariq Hill never went higher was his allegations and issues in college. The, mm-hmm. He's one of the best the receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the off field stuff for stuff, Hill. Yeah. I think the fact of Darden is just they had similar years, but I, I think he came out of a worse school. Than Tyreek Hill did, and it's just like okay, well, yeah. bad competition. Yeah, I have to look his name up. The one dude that I really liked receiver wise was out of UCF. He's kind of like Steve Smith. Let me look. Him up Marlon up. Williams. Yes, maybe. Um, well, I. This is I, how I know I, that I've ingrained too much in this. Gary and I sat down <laughs> and watched thirty wide receivers worth of tape, twenty four running backs, eight or nine yeah, quarterbacks. He's like a Steve Smith type of receiver, same size and very aggressive when it comes to catching the ball and blocking. And a guy who didn't get the benefit yeah. of, of uh, being a number one receiver until this year. And they had a young quarterback. The dude's, I think, Dylan, a sophomore. Dylan something? He's a left-hander. Pretty yeah, good. I like that kid a lot, actually. Um, anybody else yeah. want to touch on, Jamin? Um, Some sleepers I had. Um, uh, Kate Johnson. At South Dakota State, he, I know he he did very very well at his senior day. Like I watched sometimes, like I'll go on YouTube and just look up like the senior day, um, like one of the ones. And even though I know one of the ones is kind of like a, a, it's kind of a hard thing to judge because the DBs are kind of at a disadvantage already, in a way. Yeah. But okay, uh, he, he did very very well at one on ones. He's very hard to guard. His very hard to guard. His most recent year, because I think he sat out this year. 
His 2019 mm-hmm. stats were off the charts. He had like 13 touchdowns. His numbers yeah. popped. He's he, he mm-hmm. he's a guy that I liked. I think it's good. He's going to be tougher to pick up and he's going to probably border a sixth, seventh rounder, but mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I really like Kay Johnson. I liked what I saw out of him. I, I debated putting him in number 15 on our receiver list. I think you did I have like, him in your top 15. I think I did too. <clears throat> I liked him. I liked um, Mari Rogers out of Clemson. Yep. Even though he's kind of he's um I wouldn't say he's a, a sleeper because he's he's very good but I I feel like I'm not I'm, I'm not enough people talk about him at least from from what I've heard maybe I'm not paying attention enough but I I feel like he's very um he's very very good and he had a good senior day or his, he, uh, he's senior, starting um, to see his numbers basketball. rise as someone mm-hmm. who's a Clemson fan I'm I'm a little concerned about his pro potential because for like two years, he just didn't put it together. And this year after injuries happened, when he was the number one was when he really exploded. Um, plus I know like everybody's mocking him as like a second, third rounder. And I think he's more projected as like a fourth, fifth, which he, mm-hmm. at that point, I definitely would classify as a sleeper. He's got the ability, but yeah. I think the knee's going to scare teams off. Cause he had back-to-back knee injuries. Yeah. Um, injuries do scare teams off. Especially, especially something like the knee. I mean, earlier today, Washington just caught ties with Bryce Love, who was a really good college running back. Oh, from Stanford, really? Yep, they caught ties with him. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. He he never returned to form from the torn ACL in college. That happens. I I like both of those. You got got any more for us? Um, Des Fitzpatrick got a Louis Ville. I liked, even though he was, he's very uh, under the radar, I saw some, like, good clips from him on on the 1v1s, and he he looked pretty good. But like I said, this this um, and like you guys know, this draft class is very, very. Uh, I feel like a very deep at receiver. Mm-hmm. It's more. Um, I noticed it's more uh, slot receiver slot receivers than like bigger guys. But there's like, yeah, a that bigger guys that are like that will do well. The yeah, there. That's um. That's kind of like the the thing that everyone wants. Like you know the the shifty, the shifty dudes because obviously speed is one of those things you really can't like. You really you really got or you don't like in the um, talking about speed. I remember um. I was at a like a seven seven um seven on seven camp when I was in high school, and this one dude, um, I kid you not, they they were do they were doing like um, like forty yard dashes and stuff like that and testing and whatnot, and he ran a forty yard dash. He ran like a four two something, and there were like schools there looking at him, and they did not see him catch a ball, not one run one uh, rod or anything. And I'm pretty sure one of the coaches went up to him and gave him an offer on the spot. John Ross. John Ross. Yeah. John Ross, the kid who, who pulled the fastest 40 time, never warranted being picked nine by Cincy, made a lot of money because he ran a fast 40 time and is now a New York giant because yeah. he couldn't yeah. catch a football. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you see a lot of dudes at um the combine, like uh, they'll run their 40, like DK Metcalf ran his 40 last year and that instantly shot his stock up. Yeah. And then you, you see those, you see those dudes getting emotional because they, they know that 40 they, time is literally like, it's going to change what, what kind of money they're going to make. Absolutely. And yeah, that's exactly. like, it literally made it a million right there and there. That, like this year without the combine, you're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of like heightened numbers. And I think a lot of people are going to be overdrafted. Well, so that's what I think is telling for me with the whole Jalen Darden case mm-hmm. too. Darden ran 0.2 seconds slower than he thought he would run. Yeah. Darden on tape looked like a 4-3, 4-4 mm-hmm. kid. He ran a 4-6 at his 40. Yeah. And he's still climbing up the board. Mm-hmm. Mm, man. SB kills, man. It, it does. Um, It's one of those things that like Gary and I were talking with, with Buffalo being in one of those positions now. Cole Beasley's the dominant slot receiver. Nothing's taking him out of there. But this is the year where if I'm going to go put a fourth or fifth round pick in the slot and I go get a Jalen Darden 
and he doesn't have to play right away and you can give him a year to learn how to be an NFL slot receiver from Cole Beasley. I feel yeah. confident about that. Or you could just say, Hey, run straight. And we're going to have Josh throw it to the moon and you run. Under well, it. yeah, but they yeah. also ran a lot of four wide receiver sets. So, yeah. and also like he, he took Cole Beasley and you got uh, Stefan Davis and everything too. And he's a top five receiver. in the NFL. Emmanuel Sanders, um, Davis. Gabe Davis, the bills. Have one of the oh yeah, I did, yes. Emmanuel, I forgot you guys got Emmanuel Sanders too. Yeah, you guys got it. I'm excited about that pick. I think a lot of people in Buffalo hated it because they were very emotionally attached to John Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I personally think Emmanuel Sanders is still a better option than John Brown, and I don't have a problem with John Brown. Right. Mm-hmm. I, um, Emmanuel Sanders also gives good. us returning ability. Yep. Yeah, yes, he's he good does. too. He um he he can produce very he, you know he's one of those guys that is he's a good I know he's a very good route runner he's very he's um he can get separation um he did it in Denver he did it in um New Orleans he did it in Pittsburgh he definitely did it in Pittsburgh he did it uh, with the 49ers for a little bit of the time he was there but he's I, he's a good he's a good receiver I one thousand percent forgot he was in San Fran yeah and I should yeah, know he was, that yeah, for, you and I were sitting bit, yeah. you and I were sitting in a in a Baltimore airport as I was bugging out watching Monday Night Football. With a game on the line with Emmanuel Sanders, <laughs> Jimin, is there anybody out of the class you're not so high on? As far as receiver, um, or just anyone in general? Uh, receive. We'll go receiver first. Receiver. Um, honestly, I, I, since since being a receiver myself, I really like. I like a lot. I couldn't really see any of the guys I looked at. I liked a lot of them. Um, I like the another one. Uh, I like Seth Williams out of Auburn. Okay. Uh, Seth Williams. I think he's pretty good. I think he's um, one of those dudes that can definitely make an impact right away on a team that uh, is scarce at receiver. So the, whatever, wherever, wherever he falls, I think it'll be a good, good pick. I, I like that. Uh, but as far as receiver, um, I really didn't have too many guys that I didn't, um, didn't like. I think Gary and I only really had one that we were bullish. Like two. We're bullish on Devonta Smith. And it's nothing okay. against mm-hmm. his size. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against – it's not against his play. It's against how wiry of a frame he has at six one. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Six one one seventy concerns me going to the pro level. And he never saw, yeah, um, like a lot of his tape. He doesn't see man press coverage. It's no, awful. he gets a lot of zone. Yeah, zone. Well, because they're, they're probably too scared to press him. To be honest with you, he's so quick. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to press him. Well, I mean, beyond that, that's the first time I think Bama had a complete uh, running back who could also catch the ball. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Phil Forrest Miller, all was the tight end. I think Devonta Smith, they've got another kid who's on the radar for next year. Like they had just so many weapons. How do you, how do you choose the man? Right. And then, uh, yeah, like at the next level, he will see that press coverage. You'll get a guy like Jalen Ramsey. who's going to bully you all day. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, and then you and I just we don't get the allure on Terrence Marshall. I think is the other Terrence one we really Marshall didn't oh, get. Yes. And Grimes from Florida. yeah, I wasn't big on Grimes. Yeah. Grimes, Terrence I don't Marshall, get. I could see Grimes. I just don't get because there was so much talent in Florida, and everyone's going. Well, there weren't enough balls to go around. You're right, but he also didn't do anything on tape that jumped off, making me go. Well, yeah, he's gonna be great at the next level. He has the size. He has one good catch against certain. Yeah, well, he wasn't bullied certain. Wasn't um Trey um wasn't Grimes at Ohio State as well before he transferred to because didn't he transfer to Florida? I think yeah. so. I believe so, yeah. And I, mean, I know Ohio he was State's definitely got a bunch of receivers, so that would make sense to yeah. transfer out. I know he was a top recruit coming out of high school, but I mean I he, there's so many times uh, you know top recruits unfortunately go to their school and then you never hear from them again. Or they, they they leave or do something else. I mean the thing is too, Grimes has all the size he needs. It's just 
Oh yeah. As far yes, yeah, he's definitely um um pops out on like as far as size go. But see, a lot of people will um I feel like a lot of uh um like draft analysts and stuff like that will strictly pay attention to like their size and not really like pay attention to how they actually play football. Because I mean, size does help, but at the same time, you and, and that's that's where like between the two of them, and they're both Florida receivers. Trayvon Grimes, F six four, kind of wiry, had nine touchdowns. I think it's what it was. I think they used him heavily as a red zone threat. And then you've got Tamora and Terry, who I think six two, but he uses that big body, and he had like thirteen touchdowns two years ago. I personally think Tamora and Terry is the guy. If I'm going to go with a big body receiver, and I'm not getting one of the top two out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was another guy from Houston that was a big body guy that we liked. Yes. He, there was just limited tape on him. Oh, good good call, Gary. Good call. There's just so many receivers that yeah, we, we yeah. actually we, we enjoyed most of the receivers class. Yeah, they, I, I like it too. I like them um Amon Ross St. Brown too. Yeah. See, he's, I he's wasn't a, very good a huge fan of him. That was a guy who I just – I didn't get the allure. I, I guess it's – to me, it might be the same exact player Robert Woods is. He's not flashy. Mm. He's consistent. I, I, I like this. Team. They both went to USC, too. I, I, both, yeah, that was where I drew that, that was where I drew that same cover for. <laughs> I like – I just – I didn't – I wasn't wowed by it. I've seen people have him as, as high as the fifth receiver yeah. out there. So uh, – I also – really? I like yeah. Atwell. Wow. I think Louis- Tutu Atwell from uh, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Hess. Yeah, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Uh, yeah. I like his um, – I know he runs very good routes. I've seen, like, his, his, his route running is pretty Tutu? pretty crisp. Uh, Tutu's good, too, and so is Amon Ross. They're both, they're both yeah. de- um, decent route runners. Well, the, the better thing is you, you've got to think that St. Brown should at least be a consummate pro, being his older brother's in the league already. His older yeah, brother plays exactly. in Green Bay, so – um, outside of receivers, any prospects you really like or really dislike? Um, again, this draft it was kind of hard for me to find a lot of dudes I disliked because I I like I like this draft class a lot. I feel like this draft class would really like you know be one of those um you know how like down the road they have like the draft classes that are like that have like have constant NFL like Pro Bowl or yeah. all Pro guys. Um, I like the running back uh, Jamar Jefferson out of Oregon State. That's my guy. That's Gary's yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he he's he's good. I think he um, I think he, not a lot not a lot of people talk about him, or not enough people talk about him. Agreed. Um, maybe because uh, you guys may agree, but you you would you want to say that this draft class is deep in running back too as well? Yes. Yes. Um. And, so that's the, probably that's the probably weird why. thing is a lot of the middle draft guys I would take ahead of some of these top guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the vibe on either of the UNC running backs, and mm-hmm. I've seen pro football. Oh, really, I. I they're both super one-dimensional, in my opinion. And Javonta Williams is getting put higher than yeah, Carter. Yeah, that's what Williams. I was going to say. Um, Carter Williams is a better tape. Good. Do, uh, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Uh, Pro Football Focus today finally released their final running backs ratings and had Javonta Williams as the number one back in the class. Really? And I don't get that at all. I I, mm. I am in love with Najee Harris. Yeah. Gary and I both are. Yeah. To me, Najee Harris is very good. He's Derrick Henry with hands. We've got it tiered. It's like mm-hmm. Harris and Etienne are one A, one B. No, go no, yeah. no. Harris at one. Just, I love Etienne. Harris is a standalone one. Well, I agree that like Harris is better, but I still go one A, one B with how it's gonna be in the draft. It depends on which team is picking. Oh, correct. And that's why yeah. I only put it that way. 
I thought we were talking skill wise. No, like no, if we're talking no. skill, it's Harris. No, Harris is tier one's Harris, tier two is ETN. I was gonna have those two be it's like them two are tier one, and then everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of in the second tier, and you could put like Jamar Jefferson in tier two. Jamar Chuba Jefferson, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard should be there. That's a guy who's not, who's getting disrespected in the draft process. Mm-hmm. I mean, PFF has been putting Jarrett Patterson around 10, mm-hmm. which I, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, Jamin, are you com- do you have familiarity with Jarrett Patterson, the kid from UB? Um, I, no, I do not. He, but... he had eight touchdowns last year in a game against Kent State. Oh, I, I, okay. So I, I remember, I remember hearing someone did that. I didn't, I didn't recognize the name. He I do remember is hearing someone animal. He's really quick. He's, he's lightning fast. He's, he's kind of that stocky build too. He, dare I say Darren Sproles? Yeah. It's in, mm. that might not be the best thing in today's NFL, but he's, he's kind of short, low center of gravity, built pretty wide for it, but it's he's like lightning fast. It's like a mouse running through a, well, a little hole. He's like a, like an Ewok on steroids. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, like a, like I remember who said that. Um, um, I remember hearing an NFL player said that about Maurice Jones Drew that he was a Ewok on steroids. That was I've actually seen that as his comparison on NFL.com. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad comparison. Um, I who else? Um, Larry Roundtree the third at Mizzou. Okay. Um, for another running back. Um, I had uh, Aaron Robinson at a uh, cornerback at Central Florida. Yeah, he he's he's like he um. Now nowadays you got guys like Jalen Ramsey who are like the taller, like bigger corners. He's mm-hmm. another kind of like taller, bigger corner that could probably do pretty well in NFL That's, Garden. I will receivers. not be shocked at all when he's an early second round pick next week because I, I think there's going to have to be a severe run on corner for him to be a first rounder. I think he has the potential, but that, mm-hmm. like you said, that length, how big and how yeah. how lanky he is, is going to get him pumped up boards, and he can hang. Yeah. What's yeah. going to stink kind of for this draft is because there's such a need for quarterbacks that there's going to be a lot of guys falling on draft boards. Quarterbacks or quarterbacks? Oh, yeah. Then that's going to be madness is you're going to see probably at least five quarterbacks in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And it's going to just – teams like Buffalo are going to benefit mm-hmm. from that. Right. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, do you guys uh, – you guys how do you guys like all the, the quarterbacks coming in and out? Like, uh, like Zach uh, – oh, yeah, Zach – is it Zach Wilson? Um, BYU. so before the Zach Wilson mania happened, when everybody mm-hmm. suddenly loves him, mm-hmm. Gary and I flirted with almost saying he's a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. We were very high on him. We I can, I, I believe that I can see that we like his tape. He does the little mm-hmm. things, right? He's got the swagger and it's funny. Cause you've got two very talented quarterbacks that are two totally different people. Yeah. You have a super mellow, just chill out bo- dude. And Trevor Lawrence, Hey, my brother takes uh, psychedelics. Yeah. And then you get Zach Wilson who's going to wear a headband and say, we'll play anytime, anywhere, because he even canceled from COVID. Yeah. Like, they're two totally different dudes. They're going to get the success. Yeah. I think the only thing, in my opinion, that puts Trevor Lawrence above Zach Wilson is his drive, his ability to drive the ball down yes. the field effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason I think I put Trevor Lawrence above Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson doesn't have a yeah. weak arm by any means, but it's just – the difference between um, where and how he gets the ball downfield um, over Zach Wilson, it's like noticeable on tape. Yeah. Um, but Zach Wilson, definitely a very talented guy. He's more of an improviser. Um, but, I mean, he also came from BYU oh, and I had can, not much right. I, I believe that. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. like him and I noticed, um, if he does not learn how to slide or learn how to – He's going to get decapitated. Gonna get 
Um, when you when you say slide, do you mean like move up in the pocket? Or no, no, no. When when, when, he, oh, when oh, he takes slide. off, oh. when he, when he oh, takes okay, off to, ta- to carry the ball, he tries to. I get it. He's six six. My bad. But Josh Allen had ordered the the hard way. You don't you don't want to see that guy go to wheel and just get smoked by a linebacker. Yeah, Um, I got you. Yeah. He also like when he's flustered, he doesn't. He doesn't set. No, he doesn't set his feet, and he'll um, he doesn't brace for the uh, the impact. Well, I guess that is bracing for impact. He kind of um. What's the term I'm looking for? Like when he's about to get hit, he kind of like shies away from. The he, gets the, he gets he gets the jitters the and and he crumbles compared to some other quarterbacks. Instead of making the throw and stepping up into the hit and try to get the ball completed, it'll be way off target and he kind of like shivers into the hit because he doesn't want to get hit. Um, we think Mac Jones is going to go three. You think? Oh, you think so? It'll be him. Or it's going to be a system fit. And I think Mac Jones is the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan wants. And we, I mean, we liked Mac on tape. Well, I've mm-hmm. never said that about a Bama quarterback. I've never watched a Bama I, quarterback. I was, about, I was just about to say that. It's the thing. I'm so used to Bama having a history of not good quarterbacks. I was just, I was talking about the other day, Kyle. They, they produced like, you know, like the freakish athletic linebackers, defensive players, the receivers, um, the, the run, cornerbacks, receivers, the safeties, the no quarterbacks. They have an old lineman yeah. factory there. Yeah, bro. They they produce some very freak athletes all across the board. But quarterback, like I was thinking about, like the most like who's like the most like notable Alabama quarterback you could think of like the last ten years it might be like like AJ McCarron. Besides, yeah, it, I, I just about AJ, exactly. I just said that the other day, AJ McCarron. Yeah, that's exactly who I said. It's well, Tua now, but but yeah, but before that, technically, before Tua would we be able to call Jalen Hurts soon? Maybe I dude. The other day, mm. him and I were driving, I think somewhere, and um one of the most talented Bama teams that ended up winning, maybe not most, but one of the talented teams, it just came up whatever year it was. And I'm like, yo, you know who the quarterback that year was? And he's like, who? And I'm like, Jake Coker from Florida state. He transferred to Bama, won a championship that never existed again. And, oh, but that's, and that's the thing. Cause I've always been super hard on Bama quarters quarterbacks for that reason. You're, you're handed everything. Every- yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you have a whole line in front of you. Your job is to make sure you don't throw an interception. But he did all the little things right. He's very good at stepping into the pocket. He's okay taking pressure if it gets to him. He knows he, he was very good with the play action. Um, his arm isn't the most accurate, but he can he can sling it downfield. Mm-hmm. I would tell you right now, number four after that, I think Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields is the number three prospect. I think yeah, he's Justin, the third best I, I, quarterback. I, I like Justin Fields. I mean, again, I know Ohio State quarterbacks normally like same so situation. Know, <laughs> sometimes in the NFL they don't pan out that well, but I I do like Justin Fields. Um, I like the even um going to uh, a couple of drafts ago. I like the um, I like Dwayne Haskins like as far as like his um like his potential. Yeah, but I I know I know a lot of people. I know a lot of like his coaches. And I know a lot of teams weren't too high on him. I know like I know Dan Snyder. From what I read and heard, I know he pretty much like hijacked that pick and took him, even though they said don't. Yep. The personnel said don't take him. And I know uh, his coaches didn't speak too highly about him. And, and the thing, the thing that was. sucks too is like, I, I think Dwayne Haskins will still get a shot in Pittsburgh. I really do. Mm-hmm. You have a team in Washington that tore it all down, traded away his starting left tackle, built a mean machine on defense. I was using Adrian Peterson at running back. But gave him no well, no that this past year it was, it was uh before, Gibson. But the year but, but correct, Gibson. the year before Trent Williams refused to play. And I just they they never 
gave him the tools to succeed. It was basically, here's Terry McLaren, go. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's more to him. I do like Scary Terry, though. I love oh, Scary yeah. Terry. But <laughs> Scary Terry's a dog. receiver is not. Yeah, yeah that's like, not look at these teams that are succeeding. They have weapons across. And the, board. the fact of it being, it is nobody expected last year for Logan Thomas to be the guy, right? And he came out and had a yeah. pretty damn good year. Yeah, um, didn't he? Didn't wasn't Logan Logan Thomas in Buffalo at one point? And he was a quarterback converted to tight yeah. end out of Virginia yeah. Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I um, he's my fiance loves Logan Thomas. The story about him, him and his wife. Uh, he gave a, a ton back to the community here. So I will, I will never not root for Logan Thomas. I'm always hopeful that that dude succeeds. Um, but no, we, there was one thing we were down on with Justin Fields and it's, he kind of lacks zip on his arm, right? He's when got he that. releases the ball. He's got a floater mm-hmm. as opposed to like a line drive. Like we're getting it where it needs to be. I feel like in the pros that could lead to a few more interceptions that he wants. If he hangs it up there. Um, yeah. It's similar to how Russell Wilson throws his deep ball, but it's, it's not. It wasn't as accurate on film. Correct. As Russell Wilson. We don't want yeah, Russell Lance. Wilson. Dro- Russell Wilson drops it from the sky, man. Yeah. Yes. It, it, dry, it literally comes from the sky. We uh we don't like Trey Lance at all. No. From North uh, North. North don't State. like him. Um, I can see that. I can. I honestly, I, I can see that. Um, I mean, he. No, you go ahead, Gary. No, you, you can talk. Go ahead, Jim. Um, I I like him. Um, but I can see why people aren't too high on him or you guys aren't too high on him just because of um, – I, I know one big thing is, like, the, um, the competition that he played around. Obviously, yeah, people, like, question that. But, I mean, I, I do understand what, why people aren't too high on him. Yeah. Um, one thing that, like, we'll mention is, the re- like, the real big reason why we don't like him. And everyone's like, oh, he threw 45 touchdowns, zero interceptions. But if you watch their offense, it's all – QB RPO QB keepers. He's going to run the ball like 20 times, keep the ball. It draws everything into the box. And then here's a fake handoff. Oh, look, the receiver's open by 20 yards. Let me just do that. That's what a lot of his touchdowns were. And like the spring game, the only game he played in this year, he went one for one through his first interception through a 50% completion percentage and just did not look like the same quarterback. No. Um, I think a lot of it, like, I think he was a scheme quarterback. And because he was playing in a division two and he's got the prototypical build. He has the, the speed you want, especially out of today's day and age of, of quarterback. But I just, I don't know if the arm talent is going to be there at the next level. And it, everyone's like, Oh, he's Josh Young, but he's not, they don't have the same arm talent. Um, oh, Josh's goodness, film, no. oh. Everyone's like, Oh, Josh wasn't great out of college. But if you watch Josh's film, he's running for his life. The receivers dropped everything. And then he gets the NFL Gets gets weapons and the dude's stellar. Um, the, Josh Allen's play translated to the NFL with um, solid talent, and there was so much hate on Josh Allen and North Dakota. Or, and uh, Trey Lance is getting all this love for basically not doing anything but tossing the ball over uh, um, open over over, over single cover deep. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. and you're not going to get another Josh Allen. There's no. It, that's a one and uh, one and almost. He can a, throw generational thing. Yeah, yeah. He can literally throw it to another solar system. To be honest, he, yeah. that man's arm is is ridiculously strong, dude. And ridiculously I, I mean, strong. nothing like I don't want to just like keep ragging on Trey Lance because if he, he and, and, NFL, and we've said that like we we don't want to not see the kid succeed, but like we're just we're not seeing the allure. Yeah, it just tape to yeah. me does not does not. What translate. about um? 
What about that? I forgot the quarterback's name at um, Texas A&M. Um, Callan Mond. Yeah. How do you guys we, feel about him? We liked him more than Jamie Newman. He's by far the number seven pick yeah, in the class. He's, like, um, he's – I have him behind Trask. I might have had him at six, maybe seven. Yeah, because you, you buried – Trey Lance. You had Trey Lance as your seventh oh, quarterback. Yeah. Seven, Trey Lance is my – like, I would not have drafted Trey Lance in the first round. I think he's a third-round talent at best, um, only because he's a project. And mm-hmm. to me, like, if the 49ers are planning on trading Garoppolo, because I think that's the direction they're going, why draft Trey Lance Ooh, when he's a yeah. three- to four-year project when you could have Mac Jones, who's going to be – Yeah, right there. Yeah. This season, you know what I mean? Who's just going to manage the game. That's what you want in your quarterback. That's the way his scheme runs. So – I don't know. That's just, that makes more sense to me. And um, Trey Lance would be a team. I, I, I feel like Trey Lance, if he's going to start anywhere, it should be in Chicago where they have a lot of talent around him. But man, what did the people of Chicago ever do to you? I, I like Chicago. I'm just saying that's, I think that's his best team to start for. I, I'm going to call that this right now on, on the draft edition uh, David Montgomery sees a serious decrease in usage next year. Yeah, it's going to be just uh, QB keepers and no, but it's not even it's not even that. I Montgomery down the stretch, and I think everybody in fantasy is going to jump and think he's their savior because of how good he was down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Not realizing yeah. he had the easiest schedule versus mm-hmm. bad running te- or run defense teams. That's why I tried trading for him from your brother. Yeah, I did my homework on strength of schedule. They played. Like, like the last six games, every team they played was in the bottom twenty or bottom ten in defense. Ten, yeah. mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think Trask is going to be. I think Trask is going to be a starter. He'll be a starter. Um, he should be a second round pick. It'll be a team like you Chicago, know what he reminds Washington, me of. Maybe Denver. He reminds me of Andy Dalton. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be like a Kyle like star. Yes, he doesn't. I don't. I he doesn't strike me as a Pro Bowler. But he's going to be a consistent guy right. who on the right team will get you to the playoffs, really. And that was Andy Dalton. They didn't win a playoff with game. With the Bengals, but... yeah. Yeah, he got him there. Yeah. Um, Jermaine, is there any anybody else that you aren't a fan of in this? Um, Let me see. I mean, I, on my list, I got a lot of guys I like. Me, um... Give us some more that you like, though. Um, I'm cool with that. Let's see. Uh, there um. Who um I forgot his name because I didn't have it written down, but I just looked at I just looked at Amari Rogers who played alongside Amari Rogers at Clemson. That was another he's another good receiver. Uh, in this year's class would be Cornell Powell. Yeah, did he? Yes, he's in the he's in the draft because he was a senior. Justin Ross should have had that opposite side, and he tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah, I I like Justin Ross too. Hopefully, he comes back and I I think he will. It's I think Justin Ross is going to be a concern of what uh, DJ can do there, quarterback instead of Trevor Lawrence. If they Mm -hmm. see a decrease in in their next starting quarterback, Mm -hmm. oh, what's his arm? DJ, what's how do you say his last name? That's why I didn't even attempt to say it. (laughs) I I remember him. I remember. Yeah, he he's he's very. He had a really good game against Notre Dame. I mean. You can't blame him for losing that game. He threw what three or four touchdowns, yeah. and the defense yeah. gave up a whole bunch of points. So, yeah, dude. I remember. Um, have you guys ever on Netflix? You know how um, they have a what is it? Uh, it's like QB one beyond QB1? the lights. Have yeah. you? Yeah, he was on. He was on there, and he took. Uh, he um he started in front of one of the um like you know how they have they follow the quarterbacks from different schools. There was one quarterback that they were following that wasn't doing too well, and they pulled him at um 
because he went to St. John. I forgot where he went. He went to some school in California. No, DJ. Yeah. But he, I remember when he was in, when they, um, they You're took the, about Tate Martell. Um, I can't, he, he, either, they pulled somebody and DJ went in and he was obviously younger. Um, and I remember looking at him and I was like, this dude is a grown man in high school. What is like, what are they feeding these kids? And he, he played well, he played well then that I just coming off, like he's coming off the bench. And he was already like, you know, like the top, like I know he, he was already one of the top recruits in his class. Um, did he, um, did he early enroll in Clemson? Um, I'm going to check that. Cause I'm seeing he was, he was the number one quarterback in that class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's a good good quarterback coming out of high school. I know that, and obviously going to Clemson, uh, you can't be you can't, can't be a slouch going to Clemson. I mean, you can. <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 be like a you know like come off the you know be immediate impact like he is. I don't think you could be a slouch. He went to Saint John Bosco. Saint John Bosco. There yeah. you go. Um, who who else you got? Um, well, we already talked about Justin Fields. I like him. Um. There was one quarterback. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, trying to see who benched. That's what I'm trying to see who got benched. Uh, QB one. Uh, Ray Al Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that got benched. Is he playing college ball is what I want to know now. Um, one he of, is. Uh, super – oh, where, where is he at now? Uh, the, he's well, um, the quarterback of the Iowa State Cyclones. Mm. Um, the other quarterback, uh, David um, David Mills. Yep, out of Stanford. Yeah, he's been rising. Out of Stanford. Yeah, he's a he's. Um, I had him as a sleeper, but like Gary has said, he is starting to rise a lot. He's he's jumping up probably like a third, fourth rounder. I think that's gonna be teams. I think that's gonna be a guy that like Chicago takes, and hopes that okay, hey, if if that gets ugly this year, mm-hmm. we're putting him in and over Dalton and Foles. I think um I think a lot of teams kind of Kyle, you pointed out earlier, a lot of teams are kind of worried about players with injuries. And I'm pretty sure he had some injuries at Stanford. Mills? I think so. I think. I'm not mistaken. Um, one thing I've been noticing a lot, too, I don't know if it's just this year because um, there wasn't a combine, but are a lot of a lot of um, quarterbacks doing two pro days now? Yes. Yep. Like, is, is, that like a, is that like a thing now? I, I didn't, it's I didn't it's because that. the combine was missed. Um, yeah. And a okay. lot of the big th- – so it was – they're pro day from the team, and then they were holding technically private workouts, which is what the second okay. one was. But, like, I want to say Ohio State and Bama had their pro days the same day. So, like, San Fran, for instance, went to Bama for Mac Jones and then went to Fields' private workout for that. Um, Davis Mills had surgery on his left knee in 2016, re-injured the same knee as a freshman. Um, he only has 11 career starts. Yikes. Yikes. That's definitely going to hurt him. That's definitely going to hurt him. 
So I guess that's where he comes in as being a potential uh, stud middle rounder. Who else you got, Jamin? Um, I got. Uh, let me see my list. From, I got to go my other page. Uh, Richie Grant, uh, safety, added um, Central Florida as well. Yep. Um, he he's kind of undersized. Or the, well, when I say undersized, I mean like NFL under you know like the NFL standard of size for safety. Yep. Um, but he, I think he'll do. Um, I think he'll do very good in the NFL. I know him and Aaron Robinson were both in the, part of the same secondary in the second yeah. quarter, and, I, and they both um they both popped out. Um, one thing I know a lot of um teams are doing too is like they're kind of finding like those those um safety like hybrids that can kind of come down in the box. Jeremiah um, Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. He's, he's going to be the guy because when you said undersized, that's the guy that came directly to my mind. Uh, at six foot, they said that they don't think he's going to last as a linebacker. And he's mm-hmm. going to end up being the guy who can play big nickel, safety, linebacker, edge. He's going to be kind of that utility knife for them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, what's his face? Uh, like Isaiah Simmons. I, yep. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons is. I know I I didn't um I know uh, I didn't hear his name too much in Arizona. I know he I know he made he played I know he made plays but I didn't hear his name. So too it much took lot. him until about week six for Arizona to really know what to do with him, and then it was the back half of the season he really flourished because that's a guy Gary and I were big fans of last year, and they just didn't know how to use him to start the season. I think that they were because they they did have uh, the Honey Badger for a while. They were kind of like, is he like that or is it? Yeah, um, they're totally different players, but. Definitely really respective. Yeah. Who else you got, Jamin? Um, kind of to go back to talk about like the safeties that are coming. Like I know um a lot of people talk about Jamal Adams. Like he, him 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 being a safety that will come down and play in the box. As far as the like, coverage goes, I mean I don't I know I've I've seen him get cooked a couple times in coverage, but I mean mm-hmm. that, that's 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 kind of the name of the game, man. I thought to be honest with you. Know, eventually everyone's gonna get cooked here and there. Um for offensive line. I wanted to go across the board. Um, Walker Little uh, out of Stanford. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's um, kind of like this, like the prototype, like as far as like, size go. Did he sit um, out the year? Yeah, I think I think he yeah, did. Okay, okay. He, I don't think he. I, I don't think he played the last. I want to say maybe year and a half, two seasons. He sat. Yeah, out I think that. if I'm correct, because I think I read an article, he either got hurt or yeah. something happened where he didn't play that season. But he definitely opted out. I think due to COVID, maybe. I could be wrong, but I know he didn't play last season. And uh, yeah, he's def- he was like climbing up boards, I think, because he, yeah. I don't know if he had a pro day yet, but um, people like the size and like his tape from when he actually did play. Yeah. yeah speaking did, of him, he did opt out for, for COVID. Yeah. Speaking of a, I know, because like, a, I don't know how many guys opted out this past year. I know, like, I know Jamar Chase was the, the big, the big one that opted out. And it's crazy because he is going to, he'll, he'll probably be the, again, he'll probably be the first receiver taken. Off of the stats he played with, like you know, the national championship year, which is crazy because he had a very, very um productive year. I'm pretty sure he broke records that year. Yep. As far as like touchdowns and everything, yards, and he he can he can um do it all as far as like separating yeah. and running routes. He's he's like levels above a lot of these dudes. Class. Some of this film was kind of hard to watch, only for the fact that he saw a lot of press man coverage, so he wasn't always mm-hmm. targeted. But he did yeah. make a lot of plays, especially um, yeah. against some of the SEC teams. Um, and 
I'm sorry, so, go ahead, Kyle. So real quick, list of big name players that I that I'm just seeing here opted out. Rashawn Slater did not play this year. Tate Martell, Sean Wade decided not to play. I couldn't understand why he was falling down draft boards so much. That would be it. Um, Wyatt Davis of Ohio State guard, Penesuel, uh did not play. Uh, Jamie Newman didn't play this year, which we knew that. Kenneth Gainwell opted out this year. That was That's somebody I'm still high on as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people did not play. What were you touching yeah. on, though, Jermaine? Um, about um how people were saying uh, how Justin Jefferson left last year. People were saying Jamar Chase is better. It was better than him. He didn't leave. So mm-hmm. uh, what's what? Uh, hopefully, he takes that success and translate translates it to the NFL. Um, I would love to really see him in, in Cincinnati. That would be cool to see him and and Joe Burrow get reunited again. I think it's a scary thing to see. <laughs> it would be very scary, and to think that like again, like Joe Burrow, like he was, you know, he lost uh, or he couldn't um to start a job at Ohio State and then went to LSU and it was a complete stud. That's why Gary and I were very bullish on him last year. We did not know how that would go. Yeah, I, I didn't know how it would go either because he really only had like the, the one, like the you know, the year that won the national championship and he won the highs and that was like kind of like... That was it. And, that, and that's another reason why I'm a little more um, okay with accepting Mac Jones. Is yeah. It's a similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Got, any, got anybody else, Jermaine? Um... Let me. I already talked about Larry Roundtree, Jefferson. Um, I can I did like. Um, um, we talked about the uh, UNC running backs earlier. Yes. I I thought I I like um, I think they're I think they're good. I think they'll be all right in the NFL. But I understand why Kyle, like you guys said, you're not too too high on them. Um, I feel like nowadays with the the NFL like running back, like it's really important for like running backs to be able to you know catch outside of like or basically kind of like a receiving drive. Cause nowadays, like you really, you really need running backs. That'll do that for you. I agree. And, and ultimately the thing is we, we aren't pro scouts. No, we hope we can be, I've, yeah. I've hit my share of people over the years, but I've also had big swings and misses. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, 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 that's the name of the game. Dude. Like even the pro, even the pro NFL scouts, like, like, like Mel Kiefer and all them, they, they strike out hard sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's not a guessing game, but it's like, there's a ton of factors of why a guy succeeds or doesn't succeed. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude, the year, and it's probably the most hated player in the league right now. And the career ended ugly, but Vontae is perfect. Oh, that, but that's a dude, what the year yeah. he went undrafted, I was pounding the table. I would have jumped on him after the fourth round when he was untouched. I thought he was that good. And the guy went on for a 10 year career. Like, I, it yeah. it's I've you're 50 50 you're either really good or you're not you just hope to hit on more than you miss yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right exactly. Jimin, any anything else you want to touch on um not, not really I mean mainly uh one thing I want to touch on is who would you guys um like for the bills if you guys couldn't get uh could get your guy who who would you guys want I know Gary you're what are you still on the Najee Harris train if he's there the thing is, if he's there, go for it. But if not, then I'm okay with drafting like a linebacker, corner. I'm okay with pretty much any pick as long as it's so going to start on the team immediately. Yes, I don't want it to be like a project. A type project, player. yeah, project. Yeah. That being that. said, I don't want Jason away. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I also don't want. I really don't want either of the Miami guys on the edge. Mm. See, Jalen Phillips has a talent but his, his injury history scares the hell out of me. 
and watching Russo's tape, he's he left much to be desired. His, I wished for more. His technique is very piss poor. Um, I personally, I want Jeremiah Usukoromoa. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody that he's either going to go very high in the mid portion of that first round, or he will <laughs> slip to the end of the first because he's that tweener. Either you know what you're using with him or you don't. And I think in yeah. an offensive system or in a defensive system like Bean and McDermott put together, that's the type of player they need to get to the next level. That's the guy who's going to see Travis Kelsey, both New England tight ends, Mike Gusecki. It, it's hard to game plan for dudes like that. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's really a, like if you got a dude like on defense that can fly around and do yeah, everything, exactly. it's so hard to mm-hmm. you, you got to keep an eye on him. And then if he will take away, like you said, like a number one tight end, like like a Travis Kelsey, like like again, like you saw uh, in the Super Bowl, man. Um, I mean, the Super Bowl he was getting. He was getting, you know, dump offs here and there. But he wasn't the, the normal Travis Kelsey. Yeah, for the for the most part, the, the Tampa Bay line, like Levante David and and and, uh, and Devin White, just freak athletes. They're just they're so they're freak athletes. Like nowadays, you really like you nowadays. It's all like about athleticism and that's mm-hmm. how bigger freak and you are. Uh, and it's another huge reason why we kept Milano because Milano is a, a solid cover guy. Mm. He's not. Like, He's not the best, but but he gets it done. And if you it's add dying, yeah. another linebacker, because I'm not, I cannot stand AJ Klein. I think he's an awful <laughs> tackler. Can't cover for shit. Um, and he overreads and over pursues. But uh, if you add another guy like Koromoa or even like um, the guy out of UCF, I think UCF, uh, maybe not UCF, Zavin Collins, is he UCF? No, is that Tulsa? Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tulsa, mm-hmm. six foot four, super athletic. Um, yeah, brother. Freaking, be, freaking uh, nature. Can you imagine two linebackers at six four and six five, and then we have Edmund or um, Milano at six one? Yeah. So. <laughs> when you're undersized linebacker, six one. Uh, well, as a, as a will. That's what I'm saying. A weak side linebacker. Yeah. But and the Bills right. are just the Bills are just going to continue getting better. To be honest yeah. Like they, yeah. The, the fact that like that division is completely wide open and the Bills just took it. I, mean, well, I, I personally think the Bills are already on the come up before Tom Brady even left. To be honest with you. Yep. But. But the, the fact that he left and they was just there for the, the, the take, and be honest with you. That's where I was actually kind of sad last year. I was hoping that Brady would stay around and we could knock him off for the division. Yeah. I think uh, – it was, it was a matter of time. I think the Pats are going to be more competitive this year, but I think it's going to be a battle between the Dolphins and the Pats for that number two. Yeah, position. I think Miami's going to hold it still. Mm-hmm. All right. Well – Guys, another fun episode in the books. Jamin, uh, anything you want to give us, plug where people can find you or something, Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever you want. The time is yours. Plug yourself. Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, jamminjamin22. Jamin got two M's and Jamin got one. And then on uh, Twitter, you can follow me at uh, jamminjamin26. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, Jamin's the reason why uh, we have our awesome intro-outro because – Jimin's boy, Jimin's boy, Doug here. Oh, my man, Doug. I don't yeah, know. I don't did. know if Doug will watch this, but uh, Dougie Dean, what's up, man? <laughs> he did two of our. Yeah, Doug's our got. Shows. Doug has both. Uh, both of the most recent shows. He's got our intro and outro song. So. Yeah, Dougie Dean, that boy, man. He, he's he's nice on the on the on the his pad, man. His uh, B pad. I love it. I but all right, guys, for this episode, we are gonna say uh, farewell. We've got a lot more coming. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, the platter box located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, and until next time you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, we'll tell you exactly where to find them. <laughs>